Hello and welcome to the Inspired Podcast, the podcast series where we create educational and impactful content, where we take a deep dive into the work and contributions of the world's best thinkers. My aim is to build an online community of young African brothers and sisters who wants to shake things up. This podcast is all about inspiring you to become the best version of yourself, providing you with the tools and knowledge on how to get there. Over here, we believe in the power of community, living life filled with purpose and being led by curiosity. So please, please feel free to get involved in the conversation by following me on my socials and in my show notes. My name is Anita Chaha and this is Inspired. Enjoy. Hello friends and welcome to this week's episode of the Inspire podcast. I hope you guys have had an amazing week this far. I just want to start this episode off with a heartfelt of gratitude and to say thanks to you on the other end of the phone right now. Thank you for coming here every week and listening to me. Even though you don't come in, in every week, maybe if you pop in a couple of times a month. Thank you. I appreciate you and I see you. Um, I just want to give thanks for you guys for for coming here and, and listening to me ramble every week. I appreciate it a lot. Whichever part of the world that you guys are coming from, you know, it feels so bizarre sometimes when I check my analytics and I see that I have a listener in Germany or someone is listening from Belgium or someone is listening from Namibia. I find it so, so, <laughs> it's so weird. I don't think that I'd ever be able to get used to it, but whichever part of the world you're coming from, I see you and thank you so much. And to my fellow South Africans, a happy Human Rights Day, Bandase. I hope that you guys had had a good and a restful day yesterday. Anyway, as you can tell by today's title, I want to talk about beauty standards. I want to talk about the standards of physical beauty. I can't believe I didn't think of talking about this topic sooner, but I'm happy that I've finally come around to doing an episode to speak that speaks to the themes that I've been seeing all over social media recently and also like I've been having conversation about conversations about this in my own social circles. So I just want to talk about beauty standards. I want to talk about the pressures of having the perfect body. I want to dissect the history and and gym culture and all of that good stuff so without wasting any time let's dive in I want to start this episode off with a question I want to ask you guys a question Um, what does your ideal body goal look like I'll give you a moment to think about that I want you to think of what does your ideal body look like for you now many of us when answering this question will probably pull out a profile of our favorite gym TikToker, our favorite gym Instagram account, or a saved video on our cell phones for our convenience. And although there's nothing wrong with being inspired by somebody who has an absolute banger of a body, what I want to draw your attention to is that the moment you thought of your ideal body, you didn't think of yourself and you didn't think about your body you thought about someone else's. (laughs) And I think to understand why we are where we are as a society on the standards of physical beauty, we ought to start with a little bit of history. You know, it wouldn't be an inspired podcast if you don't start with a little bit of history, right? So the need to look a certain way and be desirable to a group of people, and in this case, men, started way before even the Victorian era. People of all ages compared the features to others to try 
try and fit into society's beauty standards, right? Beauty standards, as we understand now, is it changes with every generation and every era. So it's impossible to fit in a specific mold. And even if you do fit into one, you most probably won't fit into the next, right? We are all created differently. We are all unique. We were never meant to look exactly the same. So for me, it's quite annoying and honestly an impossible ask to expect all women and men included to look a specific way in order to be deemed attractive or beautiful or worthy of being given attention. Now, while I was doing um, research on today's topic, I came across an amazing article by BuzzFeed, which details the history of beauty standards. And I want to share to you what I came across um, with you today. So it's, it's, it's quite lengthy. So I think I'm just going to touch on the different eras. I'm not going to do, I'm not going to touch on everything. Otherwise, this episode will just go on and on and on. I'm just going to touch on specific area points so that you can see how we have progressed and, and what was deemed beautiful in different cultures of that time right so in ancient Egypt the ideal woman was to be slender it was to have a narrow shoulders a high waist a symmetrical face with coal around the eyes for those who don't know what coal is coal is a traditional eyeliner if you will right that was deemed at that time the ideal woman moving along the Han dynasty. So the, in the imperial dynasty of China, the ideal woman had to have large eyes, small feet, pale skin, and a slim waist. So already you can tell that there was a difference there, right? Ancient Greece. In ancient Greece, the ideal woman was plump, voluptuous, full-bodied, with fair skin. Moving along, so the Italian Renaissance. The Italian Renaissance was a patriarchal and a Catholic society. So a woman's value was linked to her relationship with men, meaning her husband, her brother, or God. So therefore, the ideal woman had to have full hips, a fupa honey, <laughs> a fupa and fair skin. Now, I'm going to skip quite a few eras in between and go straight into the Hollywood era uh, where the ideal woman had to have curves, large breasts, slim waist and an hourglass figure. Then we entered the supermodel era. So the so-called supermodel era in the 1980s was, was giving athletic body. It was giving tall, toned arms, but slightly curvy, right? And as we entered the 1990s, it was giving heroin chic. As the name suggests, heroin chic was giving homeless chic child extremely thin, translucent skin, androgynous type of look, which then brings us to where we are right now, postmodern beauty, where the ideal woman must be thick, big breasts, big bottom, flat stomach, a thigh gap, the era of the BBL where the bum don't match the thigh, but a flat tummy. It, it, a lot is just expected from women, which doesn't make sense to me as an African, as a black African woman born in South Africa, because if a thick woman is thick, a thick woman is thick everywhere. Anyway, moving right along. Another interesting piece of history that I came across while doing this research was the fact that mammals have always been attracted to beauty and beautiful things, right? So historically, a woman's physical attractiveness seems to be equated to the ability to reproduce more offspring. So a woman who is seen as conventionally attractive and healthy will more likely be seen to possess the strong qualities of bearing children. That is why, as a woman, you'll prefer a bigger, a stronger man than you, and as a woman, you'll go for the attractive, healthy-looking women. To piggyback off of the history of uh, the standards of beauty and how these trends 
change over time. I want to change gears and talk about the media and its impacts on how we see ourselves, right? So as a young girl child, I'd say growing up, I didn't think, I didn't take note really of my body shape and sort of any desirability politics while growing up at all. I was just a kid up until until a certain time, of course. But other than that, I was just completely unaware of desirability politics, right? Of course, in in black society and black families, we have the prevalent cancer. And I want to call it a cancer because it is a cancer. A prevalent cancer in our families of body shaming children who are still growing into their bodies. And all of that impacts how we view ourselves. And if you're a black auntie listening to this, please stop it. Please stop it. Just because you're unhappy with your body composition, Aitilondo inflict lifelong insecurities on your children or the children around you. Anyway, let me digress because that's not what I want to talk about. So like I was saying, beauty standards as a construct, right? And it's a construct that changes all the time. A construct created by society and perpetuated by the media. So it is argued that one of the many reasons why beauty standards are perpetuated is for economic incentives. Now, economic incentives are financial rewards provided to people to alter consumption and production patterns in the economy. And the main purpose behind economic incentives is to influence human behavior to produce a desired result naturally. So, for example, like we see in the media, aging is something aging is something that is fought like a plague child. There's an idea that women should maintain childlike features, silky smooth skin with no wrinkles because wrinkles are, are bad and wrinkles are not attractive. So that is purposefully put in place by the media. So products such as anti-aging creams, serums, all of those things are sort of guaranteed, or rather, actually, the beauty industry is guaranteed to continue selling more and more of these products. And then there's social media. I think the so- social media's biggest negative impact on beauty standards is the filters that we love to use so much and filter editing using AR, that is augmented reality. I want you to think of the lo- when was the last time you created a video of any kind for your social media apps without selecting a filter? when was the last time so in my opinion filters perpetuates this idea that we are not good enough as 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 we are because they erase imperfections most they morph your body into someone completely different than who you are and as a cherry on top they enhance air quote on enhance they enhance your face using eurocentric features that, in my opinion, again, subconsciously supports and highlights white beauty. What this then subconsciously tells us is that beauty is having high cheekbones, arched eyebrows, fuller lips, big eyes, slim face, and a slim nose. And if you squint, you'd notice that it essentially erases many ethnic people's features. Black people, POC, all over the globe. And that is why I personally have stopped using filters on social media because it creates a false sense of reality. And I don't want to be a part of embracing these ideals, especially in a world that already is not accepting of me for my skin color and for the fact that I'm a woman and for the fact that I'm a black woman and that. Okay, so let's talk about gym culture. I want to briefly touch on gym culture before we wrap this up. 
So gym culture, as I see it, is something that has evolved and changed for the better from its formative years, right? We've seen women embracing weight training and muscle building as much as men do, which was never a thing in the past, right? Which is a huge shift from the cardio craze of the 80s and the 90s, right? This is amazing. This is positive. I love to see it. But this positive and amazing thing sort of took a turn in recent years and became a bit toxic. I don't actually want to say in recent years because diet culture has been problematic even before, even in our mother's generation. But with the rise of influencers propping up as gym experts, it has been a tad bit problematic and I want to address it. I want to address it. Now, I don't have a problem with people sharing their gym regimens online, their, fit, their gym fits, their supplements that they are taking. My beef is with the restrictive eating that seems to be promoted online as wellness. Right Now, there are many reasons why people go to gym and I think that we ought to consider all of them not everybody is there to be chiseled or gain muscle max some people are just there to get in some movement at the end of the day after a full day of sitting at the office for some people it's therapy so it's more so to benefit their mental health more than anything else and care for some it is for building muscle if you want to be Mr. and Mrs. Hulk go ahead that's perfect now People are there for different reasons, right? Cool, no problem. What I hate seeing is fitness content that is very much, um, it's presented as a matter of factly, you know? If you're not eating at a deficit, you're doing this whole gym thing wrong. If you're not taking a million supplements, you suck at this gym thing. If you're not waking up and doing a little cute green juice drink before your day starts in the morning, then you won't get enough greens for the day. Which is, uh, honestly, it's nonsense. Uh, excuse my French, it's nonsense. There's a, a sea of unhelpful advice on, on what we should be doing and what we should be eating. And the reality is that obsessing over food will mentally drain you and in the long run will mess up your relationship with food. There's no such thing as superfoods. Food is food and too much of anything is bad for you. If you focus on eating a balanced diet, that ought to be enough. That ought to give you the results that you want. There's And there's also a lot of, uh, I'm not sure if you've noticed, this unrealistic standards surrounding building muscle and weightlifting in general. So you are telling me that you are forcing yourself to eat eight eggs a day for what? In this cereal's economy, you are forcing yourself to eat unimaginable amounts of protein. Surely you're going to be nar of that protein after two weeks. And surely that is an unsustainable way of building muscle. No? You know, you're bulking for what? Are you a bodybuilder? Like, Let's talk about bulking, right? So in, from my knowledge, bulking and cutting is a technique used mostly by bodybuilders. And now, yes, there is a lot of people who want to build more uh, muscle mass, but become more leaner as well, who have adopted this technique from bodybuilders. But my dear, what is your gym goal? Because if your gym goal is not to be chiseled and for you to gain unnatural amounts of muscle, why are you listening to all of the unhelpful advice from fitness influencers telling you what you shouldn't be doing? I need you guys to understand something. When you start your fitness journey, right, it's for life. It's not something that you start and it ends. You don't, don't reach 
uh, the end of the tunnel, for lack of a better uh, term, right? It's a lifestyle change that you have to maintain for the rest of your, right, your life, right? So your gym routine, your regimen, shouldn't be something that's so strenuous that by the time you're 40, you're unable to keep up with it. You should be able to maintain it as you age. It's because you want to build a huge bum in three months. I don't know if there's a if that's possible or not, but that's completely up to you. The, another thing that you have to remind yourself is your favorite gym influencers have probably built their body over a number of years. And let's not forget that genetics play a huge role in how your body responds to the food that you eat and the exercises that you do. This idea of restrictive eating is an idea of wellness that will lead you down a path of disordered eating. And the last thing that you want to do is for something as beautiful as taking care of your physical health, you know, and investing in the body that works for you and making sure that you are feeding this engine with all of the nutrition that it needs. The last thing that you want to do is to catch an eating disorder from it. Now you can't even look at eggs because you're forcing yourself to eat eight eggs a day. No, man. No, man. It, it, it takes years of consistent training to get your ideal body weight. And fitness looks different on everybody. Genetics play a huge part in how weightlifting will affect your body. And therefore, it's important we remind ourselves that following an influencer's gym routine will not necessarily give us the defined abs that they claim it has given them. Your body is an organism held together by bones, flesh and skin you don't decide how it develops that is up to god and that is up to your genetics you don't have control over that so instead of viewing it from a place of discontent and lack value it for what it provides you you are able to walk talk and have a full function and have full functionality of your limbs i hate to say this but there are people out there who do anything to have a properly functioning body when we focus on what our body looks like instead of what it does for us we mistreat it we ignore the fact that we have to take care of this delicate engine. So fuck beauty standards, to be honest, and let us celebrate ourselves for our uniqueness, right? Insecurities will always be there, but beauty standards have no power if we starve it. And that's all I have for you guys today. Please make sure that you follow the podcast and set up the notifications so that you can be notified whenever I drop an episode. As always, this is an us thing and not a me thing. So please feel free to reach out to me and let me know what you want me to talk about next. See you next week.